next we're going to move on to uh, Jeff Mary and Tavares having conversation about Jeff's work. Welcome, Jeff. Tavares. Can you, can you hear me right now? Yeah, gotcha. So uh, Jeff Mary is um, a visual artist, a painter uh, in the Sacramento area. Uh, he's a graduate of the MA program at California State University, Sacramento, and the MFA program at UC Davis. Uh, he's an award winner, uh, received the, the Faye Nelson Award in Painting. Uh, I've known Jeff for a number of years and have been following his work. Uh, we used to have a studio in the same building um, back in like 2004. 2013-2014. Uh, he exhibits widely uh, in the area and uh, I invited him as a guest to uh, basically have a conversation about some of the things that makes him tick as an artist and you know kind of curious like what it means to like make work now. So here's Jeff. So uh, yeah I think um, I'm curious, when did you know that you were a visual artist and was that a difficult decision to make? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a difficult decision. I mean, I think I started like drawing and stuff just like anybody else really, just like for entertainment as a kid, you know? And then I think like in middle school, like I wanted to be a political cartoonist, which is kind of random. And then when I started college, I was into animation and then you know, eventually I just, you know, did the least, like, uh, I don't know, thing where you can actually make money and just really got into painting. And then it just became a, like a huge part of my life that really just dominated my life, I guess. And why painting? I mean, we've seen some artists today, Cy and Stephanie, um, kind of embracing digital culture and painting having such a long uh, history. Um, what is it about the two-dimensional medium or is it something about the quality of paint itself that drew you to, to painting? Well, I mean, I think it is the quality of paint, but I also think it's like the improvisational nature of painting, you know, like something that's kind of like more immediate, um, like something that doesn't, that doesn't require planning, you know? Like something that I, I can just like dive straight into and just start, you know, basically morphing it into, you know, whatever it becomes really. I notice like you have a lot of references to um, food in your work. For example, this, the title of this piece, Pear Tree. Um, can you talk a little bit about like, Oh yeah. Where's that, where's that come from? Really, I mean, throughout all the years that I've been painting, like there's kind of like reoccurring imagery that just seems to pop up like over and over again. Um, and I mean, sometimes it's almost an unconscious thing. Like it's just something that actually happens. So I started to see those things as being like, well, I mean like things that I would call signs, I guess, essentially. But um, I guess like on a deeper level, like those signs are just kind of like parts of myself that I just can't really get away from. Like you can try to, you know, step outside of what's familiar or, 
you know, get in your own way to make something kind of like a, a brand new journey, but there's these like parts of you that just keep appearing over and over again in, in your work. How does the, the cube come into to play? Uh, this is kind of like a, I'd say like a Western kind of motif, the, the cube. Um, we have like, I mean, there's, you know, references to cubism or, or even going as far back as like uh, checkered floor patterns in painting. Like, what does a cube mean to you? And then like, how does that relate to this contemporary moment? Uh, well, and I don't know if this will answer the question, but I mean, for me personally, like that was just like a desperate moment basically in the painting, like really kind of like thinking like on like such a grassroots level of like something where you're thinking like this isn't really something that I would do, but it's like a good, you know, to provide order, I guess, in the painting. Can you talk about like, um... Like I paint, I'm, I make paintings, and uh, and I and I'm and I'm definitely feeling what you're talking about when you say like improvisation or or getting getting going, getting the hand moving, and then also what you're talking about like devices and work. Um, so how do you combine like the idea of improvisation and geometry uh, when you're composing work? Um. I guess just by trying to make it as much of a frenzy as I possibly can. Um, like trying to take it in a, a direction that kind of like transcends like simple geometry or something that, you know, keeps you, I guess, like moving across the work or like um, through like the simplistic nature of like a cube or discovering like something different. I guess that's what I would say. I like I like you saying like uh, frenzy, and then reading this title here, and then kind of seeing this uh, indication of in a moment of affection. Um, I'm curious about like romance and frenzy, and like are they related? Are they connected? Are they are they like can they not be separated? Like what is your what's your take on like romance, frenzy, and then like um, how that relates to what you're doing? Uh, well, I mean, to me, I don't really think it can be separated, you know, like, um, I guess in terms of like feeling something, I get, you know, like you're always like chasing the dragon, like trying to recreate some kind of moment or have some sort of new or different experience. Um, and I mean, that's the same way I feel about romance, I guess. Like you just keep wanting, like like having and wanting more, I guess, essentially out of something. Do you feel like that's how you um, think about painting? Is like, oh, totally, always wanting more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like an addiction, kind of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even when you're not doing it, you're thinking about it. And I mean, I don't know how it is for you, but I mean, if something makes you feel good, you're just kind of like hooked on that thing. And I mean, the good thing with painting is, you know, it's also like a process of self-discovery too. So it's definitely a, like a good addiction. Like that doesn't be like a 
you know, like a negative thing or anything like that. Do you find that you're learning more about yourself or the self during the process of making, or is it, does it come like after, after you're like looking at the work or living with it and reflecting on it? Um, I mean, I, I think it goes both ways, but I mean, I also think like, you know, like sometimes you might feel like you're losing yourself too when you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know when you feel like you're not getting what you need or like, I mean, once you've been doing something for so long, it's like, you know, incredibly difficult sometimes. And I mean, it's like everything else, it takes more and more to like, you know, get the feeling that you want out of it. But I mean, yeah. it's always there. Like you can struggle through that, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, do you think it's like, a, are you having a relationship with painting? Are you having a relationship yeah, well, with your, with I mean, your work? Like a, <laughs> it's like a relationship because essentially, um, like my greatest asset, like I guess with painting is like a willingness to just like, you know, sit there until you make something happen you know the commitment to not you know backing out i guess so i've noticed like like movements in your work like when we first started hanging out uh in the art sculpture lab um you were making a transition from work that was abstract with representational elements that the canvases and the picture plane was very active. There was a uh, very heavy impasto, a lot of texture, lush color. And uh, I've seen you kind of make a transition to less representation in the work to color fields. And now I'm seeing a, a little bit of combination of both like work that like the, the one with the, uh, kiss at the river so basically some representational elements with abstraction and then here a strawberry collage like this this is like a fully abstract field so can you talk about like moving in and out of um let's say like uh, languages in your work and what that means to you um yeah i mean i guess like the simplest way to but it is like, I mean, I, I paint things that I'm interested in, you know? Um, and that's why I jump around a lot, you know? So sometimes the paintings are figurative and like sometimes they're abstract, but I mean, in my opinion, even like something that becomes, you know, the most like nameless thing is still, you know, figurative just simply based on the fact that it has to do with, you know, human existence, you know, like physical or even psychological you know you think you think the the artist in in this regard the painter is creating form even when there's no no seeming uh form or does that just is that is it just simply an extension of having been made by a human or or is it is it imbued in the work uh, by you know, the material or the essence of the form. Um, could you say that again? Sorry. I so mean, I feel like there's you think, you think you bring, 
are you bringing form to uh, work when there's no, let's say, representation? Um, how do you how do you think about like, let's say, a work that is like more abstract, or even like a color field, um, you know, with with no recognizable elements? We're we're looking at color, we're looking at sometimes shape, sometimes just stroke or gesture. Um, like, how do these uh, how do these um, forms become, I guess my question is, how do they become something that we can relate to? Oh, hmm. I don't know. I guess just simply being made by a human, like you said earlier, I think. But, I mean, because that, like, has with, like, audience a lot, which is, like, something that I like feel like I almost don't necessarily understand because after you spend so much time with like, you know, this one thing that you're making it, like you become so close to it that I almost feel like, I don't know what a first impression would actually be, you know, for someone else. You know, cause if, I mean, if I live with something for like two weeks to a month and basically, you know, it from being like, completely white space to like, you know, something different altogether. Like it almost feels like there's really no in between for me. So yeah, I think that's just a matter of being like so close to it that you don't understand what it would be like for someone to see something, you know, for the first time and whether or not that thing would actually make sense or if they're just like, what is this? Like this mess, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really like that kind of uh way to think about it. Uh, I think like artists are definitely trying to create surprise in work. Um, I think that's the one thing that definitely distinguishes what contemporary artists are doing now as opposed to what artists, you know, did um, in previous generations. Um, specifically when you look at uh, painting where everything was um, structured in such a way that it, it wouldn't be surprising in any shape or form. Um, how much does surprise play a role in your work? Um, do you surprise yourself? And if you were to consider an audience or a viewer, are you looking to surprise them with something um, that they or you perhaps didn't anticipate? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for like something unfamiliar to happen or like the construction of something that would be completely different than how, you know, I would start a painting. Um, but I mean, surprising like the viewer, like I'm not, like, I don't think about that so much. Um, yeah. This Dreamhouse uh, work. Uh, really struck me. Um, and I think this is like a motif that I'm really drawn to is like, like the eye. Um, and I, I checked out this uh, interesting um, article. Uh, it's, it's from the University of Michigan's, uh, I think it's like a definition of symbolism on the eyes. And it says, eyes are probably the most important symbolic sensory organ. It can represent clairvoyance, omniscience, and or a gateway into the soul. Other qualities that eyes are commonly associated with are intelligence, light, vigilance, 
moral conscience, and truth. Looking someone in the eye is a Western custom of honesty. So I'm like, this piece here is like, uh, like two walls of, of eyes. And I'm, I'm curious, like, how much about truth and what is true and what isn't what you're honestly expressing like uh, is this like an expression of um, honesty in some like subconscious way or like a truth seeking or like uh, like the artist's way of expressing like the unique uh, role they play as like participants in culture. And I, I know I might be projecting some things and perhaps um, you didn't have the luxury of also reading that definition. So maybe a, a simpler question would be, um, what, what does the I mean to you in your work? And um, what kind of inspired this piece? Well, I mean, I like the gateway to the soul thing. I've definitely like heard that and thought about that too. Um, but I mean, the eye also like kind of contains like you know a vast spectrum of emotion. Really, like you can see pain in someone's eyes or like happiness, and it like totally changes. Like, so yeah, I definitely want to uh, ask you about like color, and I don't want to ask like a simple question but like do you have a love affair with color um or or is it like is it yeah do you have a love affair with color um yeah i mean i think that's a good way of saying it but also like, i mean i was thinking about it today and i just feel like um like all colors look good together you know like, I don't think there has to be any, like, scientific reasoning behind, like, picking something or, like, you know, overanalyzing something. It's more like you just put one next to the other and, like, it just miraculously looks good and then another one changes it and you just keep going, you know? This is a question that I would ask, like, every uh, every person I, like, had a crush on in grade school, I'd ask them, like, what's what's your favorite color so uh, I guess I'll, I'll ask you now like what what's your favorite color um uh definitely pink i would say good good one i feel like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah pink pink is definitely i don't really think it's underrated i just think it it's uh misinterpreted i think it's yeah. definitely a powerful color people associate it with like party or something but really it just goes off in so many different directions like the most versatile you know color yeah i i don't think i could pull off like a i don't know a, a pink top for me would be tough but i definitely <laughs> fill the canvas i fill the canvas with pink yeah. so one last question. Um, so we talked about like food in the work. So there's been like, you know, titles that have referenced like strawberries, uh, work that is referenced like pear tree. Uh, there's like this uh, notion of romance or embrace or intimacy in the work. Um, 
what does the tiger, uh, how does the tiger play into all of this? Because I've, I've seen some other work that has uh, sculptural qualities uh, of like uh, cute, cool uh, tigers. And then this piece here, you know, seems to be talking about multiple things, not just animals, but I'm interesting, like how, how this animal, the tiger uh, plays into uh, your work. Um, I mean, the tiger just kind of came about like a conversation that I had with my friend Kelly about like anxiety and she just described it as like the tiger that chases you around. And I was like, um, I don't know, it just stuck with me. And so I just started, you know, painting them or like you were saying, the sculptures, the little tiger guys. <laughs> 